Welcome to a new feature of the Ingenious Podcast called One Question, Two Tips. We will be interviewing several CPA marketers and leaders at top regional public accounting firms. We'll end the segment with what we're loving now. Now here is the host of this podcast series, Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group in St. Paul, Minnesota. I have the pleasure of speaking to Donna Erbs today. Donna is the Chief Marketing Officer for Anders CPAs and Advisors in St. Louis, Missouri. Anders was recently recognized as a top 100 firm in the country and a top accounting firm for women. This firm is consistently recognized for its workplace culture. In addition, Donna is one of the few marketing professionals across the country to be named a partner at her accounting firm. First of all, congratulations, Donna, on achieving this career milestone as a partner, not just for yourself, but also to elevate the important role of accounting marketer. Thank you so much. It, um, it is truly an honor for me, and um, I am the first non-CPA partner at Anders, so it was really remarkable. So when my managing partner came to me in March and said, you know, what do you think uh, about being the first non-CPA partner, um, particularly in light that, um, you know, I'm at uh, more towards the sunset of my career than the beginning of my career. But um, they said to me, we finally figured out this path for non-CPAs to make it to the partner table. And we couldn't give it to anyone else unless we gave it to you first. So um, I think that says a lot about my firm, too. Well, I'm so happy for you. So you have been a champion in the accounting marketing field for a long time, but also an advocate for women in public accounting. You have focused a lot of your efforts on business development by giving your firm's young professionals the skills they need to attract new clients. Can you give us two tips that can inspire other accounting marketers to think like owners focusing on the firm of the future? I can. And I'm I'm really passionate about this, Dawn. I think, and I've thought about it a long time, and you're right, I've been doing this a long time. And as long as we consider ourselves support, we are never going to rise to the top. We have to understand that marketing is part of the business strategy of the firm. It is, um, so I always tell marketers, stop marketing, instead be the change. And, you know, that is met with some gasps sometimes. But I think that when we agree to be the support, when we agree to um, let someone else write a strategic plan and then we write the marketing plan to go along with it, we give up some of that. We should be um, very into the weeds with the strategic plan. And, and I would say to marketers, if you have a strategic plan, if you have a strategic planning committee, if you have a leadership committee, a management team, and you are not on that, you need to, to talk to your managing partner or your executive team about getting on there because when you think about what is happening in today's environment and how um, information is disseminated, disseminated, marketing is the engine behind all of that. So we need to be at the heart of the business and we need to understand the business, not just um, be in the bit. So I always tell people, don't be in the business, understand the business. So that makes, you know, you need to talk GASB, FASB, uh, agreed upon procedures. You need to be able to have those conversations. Um, you're going to like your job better and, and you're going to be much more respected for it. You know, I love that, Donna. Be in the business. Don't be in the business, but understand the business. That's such smart advice. Um, I always said, think like an owner. Um, and not just 
the marketer or the doer or whatever your role is. Um, I think that also will assist in the entire process, too. Right. I think that we all need to understand the structure. Right. And so when so and everybody says that about me, Donna, you've been thinking about an, like an owner for a long time. And, you know, when you think like an owner, when you understand the business, you say, OK, I understand that we have to make this amount of money or we understand how the the numbers correlate or we understand the market and we understand the business climate and we understand, you know, the different things about the specialties that our firm has. And we don't just bring the marketing, but we really bring understanding to it. Um, that is where people start valuing our our opinion, because otherwise we're just kind of on the outside looking in. Yeah, um, completely. So now you have staff, and when you say stop marketing, be the change, what is their reaction to that, especially as they're younger in their careers um, and they're trying to develop um, their marketing skills or the, you know, their special specialties or whatever it is they're trying to do. How does that look? So, well, my team, most of my team has been working <laughs> with me for a while. Um, the, the newest, I, however, I just did hire a proposal manager uh, two weeks ago. So uh, she's just, she's still getting used to me a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, when I talk about that, they have to so when I say stop marketing, obviously we have to understand the marketing right. business, but I want them to stop stop running towards the marketing door 100 miles an hour and to stop and think about what the real impetus is. What's what's the what, the why and the how, you know, and I think that we always um, marketers are really good at the what. Right. We give great what and and sometimes we even go to the why but i think that we sometimes then stop and we don't tell people how how the marketing is going to help them how because you know the practitioners don't really understand that so we have to bring not just you know it's not just a website or not just a marketing piece or not just you know, an online campaign, but how is that going to work for them? What difference is that going to make? So that's where you have to think like the practitioner. So, you know, there's a there's a fine line between stop marketing and be the change. But but if you don't if you don't stop and think about it and say, how am I going to relay this message? How am I going to make this that they, that they want my advice? Um, not just, you know, hand me a brochure, but how am I going to use this? What makes sense? And that I understand the audience. Uh, you know, I think that that's, that's where we become, that's where marketers change from being marketers and they really become advisors to the people here and to our clients. Yeah, it's almost like they're doing a, another version or a simplified version of a business case um, as to why. Correct. Yeah, I love that. So to think like owners, the tips on focusing on the firm of the future, um, understanding the business and be the change. Do you have any other tips for us, Donna? I do. So this is, uh, you know, this is someone who's been in marketing a long time. So I have an amazing team and they are doing all sorts of wonderful things in online marketing and through CRM and creating new policies and procedures. And because there is just so much that is available to marketers today versus when I was coming up in marketing. But the one thing that I tell them all, all the time is never forget the human element. Because at the end of the day, deals are made by human beings. Deals are made by people. 
we earn clients because people like us and they trust us. And that doesn't matter whether it is an online lead or whether that is, you know, in the more traditional sense. But we cannot let just policies and procedures and new technology take over without the consideration of the human element. Because at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, this is still a relationship business business is done because people trust us and you have to earn that and you can do that online and I and so your online stuff has to be spot on and it has to be clean and crisp and good but it has to reflect who you are as a firm it has to reflect your culture and I tell everyone if they don't have really solid um, mission vision and core values that should be a directive that they really go after. Because when you have a solid mission, vision, and core values, you can market off of those. That's how you, and everything comes back to that. Everything comes back to who you are, what you believe, and how you're going to go to market. And so I can't tell you how many times we say, is this in line with our core values? Is this what we truly believe? So I tell marketers, and and make sure that they're not just you know plaques on a wall or something i i i am just really intrigued with core values when we did ours a couple of years ago we had everybody in the firm involved and everybody got a say of what they thought the values were so now when people read the values they're like for those that were here at that time they're like i helped write that right so they they have a stake in the game make sure that they're not just good marketing words but make sure they are how your firm shows up to your clients in your community right yeah that's a really interesting way of looking at um the values because i look at values obviously as obviously what you're saying and it's an internal way of being but I don't oftentimes think of it as externally. I think of competitive differentiation as external. But I like what you're saying about, you know, you can market off of those values. Yeah, so um, our ad campaigns and um, both online and in print are often uh, based on our core values. And so when we did the core values, we were looking at our audience. And I think this goes back to what I was saying before. We, we have to make sure that we understand our audience and we have to understand the business climate. And so when we were doing our core values, we said we have three stakeholders in, in our game. And that's our staff, that's our clients, and that's our community. And if our, if what we're doing doesn't help all three of those stakeholders in some fashion, then we probably need to, to rethink it. Yeah, I really like that. I like the fact that, and it's so true, never to forget the human element, especially nowadays with everything that's going on. And I think it's harder than ever because we're not always around people right. and we haven't been. Right. So oftentimes we do forget that. Yes, so, it be, it's become very easy now, right? We'll just do everything. Yeah. Everything's a text. Everything's an email. Maybe, you know, people are sitting with their cameras not on, you know, that's not engaging. So even if you're, go so when I talk about the human element, turn your camera on when you're talking to your clients, you know, yeah. or, or, or to your, you know, if you're the marketer and you're, you're talking to your managing partner, turn the camera on, have a human conversation because that's how you read people right when you're sitting when you're sitting with your camera off or you're not engaged you can't read any body language you can't see how people are receiving your information and so i, I think that that is something that is lost and i'm just encouraging people to really refine that yeah that's funny that you said that because i was in a meeting yesterday where 
there was no one that had their camera on except for me. And I jokingly said something about how teachers, I have a really good friend that's a teacher, and she jokingly used to say, wow, you all look so nice today. I love your outfits, you know, or something like that. Um, <laughs> so it's like, okay. But yeah, so I completely agree. I think there's so many wonderful marketing opportunities now, you know, that are online and, you know, that's how every most people are receiving it. But I always tell everybody, so, OK, so have we considered the human element here? Because I think it's something that we can't forget, because at the end of the day, when you think about how firms have grown. So when I started, we were at eight point six million dollars. We'll close the year over 50 million dollars. And, uh, you know, there were, that took a lot of people to do that. That took a village. But there's a lot of human interaction in there that that made those relationships and the clients that we had, you know, at the beginning still be our clients today. Right. Right. Well, now is the time for a closing segment of the CPA Influencers podcast called What We're Loving Now. We ask CPA influencers the question, what are you loving right now? It could be work related or just something fun or joyful in your life. So I'm going to go with the joyful in my life because I think that when we're joyful, it makes our job so much easier. And um, so I have two children, one that lives in Rochester, Minnesota, and one that lives in Washington, D.C. And last year, because of the pandemic, I did not get to spend Christmas with them. I only got them over a Teams call. And um, I think that things are pretty in check and I'm going to get to spend Christmas with my family. And that is just um, remarkable and totally joyful for me. You know, I just, there's nothing better than getting to see your kids. I got, I was in DC last weekend and there's just, I think that, um, you know, you have a daughter, there's nothing mm -hmm. better than seeing your children happy. And I'm just looking forward to having them both in one place at one time. Yeah, that'll be a wonderful gift for you for the holidays. My other thing All that right. I'm really looking forward to is that um, the week after next, we are going to do our leadership retreat. And so of the 40 people that will be at that leadership retreat, two will be marketers, myself and Lindsay Sulman, who's the marketing director. And I think when you get two seats in that, that's all sorts of great, too. And it kind of shows the value that this firm puts on marketing. So there is joy for that, too. Yeah, I completely agree. And plus, that's such an exciting time anyway to be planning for the future and see what's happening. Yeah, it, it is a it is a wonderful and crazy time in in accounting right now. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, Donna. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And congratulations again on being named partner. Thank you. You know, it is really I, I've told the partners here, it's really the highest honor of my lifetime. It's just just amazing to me. And, um, and I will tell people, and I deserve it. So I'm going to own that too. <laughs> you, do. <laughs> you do. I've known you for many years and it's well-deserved. So congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Visit the show notes for this episode and all episodes at ingenuitymarketing.com forward slash podcast. 